This podcast was recorded and produced on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Blackbirds acknowledges and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. No offence, but... No offence, but you guys suck. Oh, no offence, though. Like, no offence. Great Britain has now become Snowflake Central. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Look, no offence, but... Oh, my God. Oh. No, I am not proud of it. get him a vegan sausage roll to calm down. What the fuck is going on? Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Offence But, a Blackbirds podcast. My name is Aisha, I am the Artistic Director of Blackbirds and the host of this podcast. It is April 2021, I can't believe it. Congratulations though, you've made it, I've made it, we've made it. We're here, the rest of the year is going to go smoothly and wonderfully for all of us, I believe it. If you believe it too, it's going to happen. So let's get to our first chat of April. If you're an artist of colour and you live on Gadigal land, you're probably familiar with her. Her name is More Blessing Mature. She is a Zimbabwean-Australian interdisciplinary artist, TEDx speaker and the creative director of Folk Magazine. She won Best Artist 2020 for the FBI Radio Smack Awards and she is an advocate on and offline for anti-racist practices whilst also being the co-chair of MEAA's Equity Diversity Committee. More Blessing is currently rehearsing Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner at Darlinghurst Theatre Company, which is a play. It opens in a couple of weeks, actually. I'll put the link to the tickets and show information in the show notes so you can check it out. And More Blessing is also co-producer of the play's community engagement arm. In this chat, More Blessing and I talk about a lot of different things. We talk about what it was like for her moving from Zimbabwe to Australia at the age of eight and also being the eldest child at that point and the kind of responsibilities thrown into that. We talk about folk mag and the importance of learning to delegate and trusting people with your work. We talk about we talk about the pressure to have opinions and what kind of emotional strength that takes but also what kind of emotional toll that takes on a person. And we also talk about the play that More Blessing is currently rehearsing, Seven Methods of Killing Kali Jenner. We have a good old yarn about the Kardashians and that wild, wild web of God knows what is going on there. So I really hope you enjoy this chat. And if you do enjoy this chat or have enjoyed any of the other conversations on this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share, tag us on Instagram. More Blessings Insta info will be in the show notes, as will mine and Blackbird's. Send it to your mum, your dad, your dog, your boss, your uncle, your auntie, your friend, your neighbour. You know the drill. All right, let's get into the chat. When was the last time you offended someone or someone offended you? It might have been earlier this year. Um, But, like, I was offended. Um, (laughs) We were doing... I was playing reflex the game um with friends of mine and like one of the question was like what stereotype do you like live up to and we like thought sat and thought about it for a while and like we couldn't think of any and it was really interesting because as we're all sitting there we're like no but like I can I can like I can see your like we can't see our own like because we all understand ourselves as three-dimensional nuanced multiple like humans with multiplicity 
but then we were like no no like you fulfill this stereotype and like that sort of stuff and then we're like okay I mean we went into it and I was like mm, this might be we'll see but you know it's like it's a blind it's a personal blind spot but this is probably going to be a spiky spiky territory to kind of be ask people what stereotypes do you think I fulfill yeah. um and then um this sorry this um caucus man that I was at the time um seeing um was like oh gone okay um my skin's clear my um (laughs) the sun is shining (laughs) your dreams are coming true yeah manifest it's all good it's all good she's come out um but um, they were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, um, you're definitely, like, a strong black woman. Like, that's, that, like, you're, like, that stereotype to the T. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, I guess I, I, I walked into this, so I guess this is fine. Um, but what? Like, it was just like, what? But in my head, I was like, what do you mean? What the fuck does that mean? Did you even think about that? Like, oh, like I was, yeah. But then it, because, yeah, it was really interesting. I was just like, how dare you? Yeah. Fuck you. I don't need you. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, though, I'm by myself. Yeah. That's what I, I reckon um, mine would be. Um, you're an independent black woman. And I'd be like, well, yeah, because I have to be. Like, what do you mean? Yes what's the what's if the you pulled your way yeah. yeah i wouldn't be here literally honestly truly um yeah and then oh the last person i probably offended i imagine was like probably one of my sisters probably <laughs> how many sisters um, do you have i've got two yeah um one's just like one year younger than me and then the other one's 18. Yeah. um I think it was probably just like it was harsh truths that needed to be said, but maybe I could have said them at a different time um, and in a nicer way. Um, but yeah, she was crying over some guy, and I was oh. just like, "Sis, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at your life, see your mistakes, see your errors." Yes, you sitting mean. there crying and <laughs> like, oh. "No," and I'm like, "No." this you could have been better that's when I should have told her this perfect timing well I know sometimes you're right it's a harsh truth we do need to hear it but mm-hmm. we never want to no no to hear I'm on a journey yeah we're Gentle. on a bloody journey can mm-hmm. you can you give us a brief introduction as to who you are who is more blessing sure um I'm more blessing um <laughs> true 25 now which is wild to me when's your birthday um november okay yeah um yeah 25 i dab okay this is the self-deprecating oh my gosh wow um i dabble in a range of different things uh acting and writing mostly um generally my mo has been I think since I started doing this thing, it's just like find a way to do arts things full mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. not be stressed and pay my bills, mm-hmm. um, which I'm currently doing. Um, and I was like talking to my sister just before I moved um, here to Alexandria and I was like, oh, is this 
is this me? Like, am I achieving my goals? Is you that are. what's happening? And then I was like, no, I can't entertain that because then what happens now? No, no. <laughs> also with my therapist, I was like, but I don't know, you know, like if that's my definition of a success and then I'm living that, like what does that then mean? Like, am I a success? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like yes. yes and I was like no no <laughs> so I'm a success yes um, <laughs> um yeah just dabbler doer of things um writer um intermittent opinion haver trying to do trying to do that on my own clock more now mm-hmm. as opposed to when society and the world decides I need to have an opinion about something yeah um yeah, that's me. I went on your website and it said that you had dabbled in sports as well. Can we just have a moment? What was, what was this sports moment for more blessing? The sports moment was me never doing any sort of like little athletics or anything and then turning up to athletics carnival and like winning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was just like what I brought to the to the space. Um, I played tennis for a long time. Wow. Um, yeah. And then it was like, oh, because um, my dad also like likes tennis. And was like, okay, we're gonna start like training. We're gonna do Saturdays. And I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> we won't do that. And so now my sports is every January Australian Open time. I'm like, let's get the racket out. Maybe there is something in this. Um, yeah. That's yeah. This is much sports and fitness within my world. Um, I'm definitely a, um, my like, um, at like acting age, my, my acting physique is fit. Um, that's what I read as, but it is yeah. not, it is not the case <laughs> in any way. I saw this TikTok and it was just like this person in front of like a green screen of a bus and they were like holding the handle and like breathing heavily just like, but like trying to be quiet about it just like and the t- text was like after you just ran for the bus and you're acting like you're not dying inside and I'm like yes. that's me every time just like yeah and then no in those knows. like in those yeah in that one minute I'm like maybe I should invest in being fit maybe this shouldn't be a near-death experience but then once my breath comes and my heart rate lowers I'm like no I'm fine. You were born in Zimbabwe and you moved to Australia mm-hmm. at 12. What was eight. that? Eight. Were, what was that like True. for you? Like, was it terrifying? Were you excited? I don't have many memories of it. And I always wonder this, of like, how much do pe- other people remember of like being eight and yeah. all that sort of stuff? Um, but I do remember because my mum moved here first, so like a month or oh. so before the rest of us did because she had work and she was going to start doing that. Then we flew over. I just remember the actual experience of moving was chaos um, yeah. because we like went from Bulawayo to Victoria Falls where my, my dad's sister and that family was. And then from there we went to jo- Joburg Airport and then flew here. So and I like remember it was, it was a huge journey. I remember we had to catch a train from Bulawayo to Victoria Falls and I don't know why we cut it this close. I don't know what the given circumstances were, but I remember us like trying to run to the um, platform we needed to, but there were other people like on the platforms and the like concourse area. So we were running on the platform, getting down onto the tracks, crossing the track, getting <gasps> up onto the next platform, no. running across, going down, you running were. up, 
we did i'm like why what why 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 were we that late um and it's like this is also us the trip of like oh we're going to australia like we're moved we're leaving this country and this is how we're managing our time this is the experience and like the way my sister remembers it talitha um she because she i would have been yeah i would have been eight she would have been seven yeah um and I was taller and so it was like I could somehow manage to get myself back up on the platform and then her the way she remembers it is I couldn't and there was many times through that where the people who were supposed to help me get up would forget because we were all running to get this train so she's in like the whole of the plat of the train and the and she can't get up and I'm like god that's a trauma that is that's a, trauma. a ptsd good yes. luck honey <laughs> um therapy, yes yeah um then we got on that train got to vic falls um then it was on the journey then to i think it was like when we got to Joburg airport because all of the family had like given us food to then take with us but then obviously flying with food internationally is not like a thing yeah and my dad was like committed to finishing all the food we had while we were like waiting before going through customs it was chaos um and I remember because my younger sister then was like maybe two um when we did arrive at the airport geez Sydney the whole thing just felt like so future um my because my sister was two when we arrived she had sort of forgotten mum yeah because she was so in young. that month yeah. yeah and it was like it was such a sad moment because like yeah when we got to the airport mum was there and it was just like they, that familiarity wasn't there wow and it was like yeah and she was like scared and like was holding on to my dad that's a trauma mum um <laughs> and yeah I remember just like taking god and think about it now taking the train the train that I'm on now from the airport um, to like the North Shore where we like lived in Chatswood and it, the whole thing felt so futuristic. Yeah. Like you're in the tunnel and the lights are going. It felt like we're moving the speed of light. It was like, wow, shoom, shoom, shoom. Can you imagine? Can you imagine describing New South Wales train link with no. those words? Feature? Shoom, shoom, shoom. No, never the heard of it. unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, truly, Yeah. <laughs> And I remember because, yeah, mum, while she was here, had, like, found us a place and all that stuff. And there was, like, nothing really in the apartment except a radio. That was, like, the first thing that we had um, and, like, pots and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that night was just, like, us gathered around a radio listening to, I don't know, whatever whatever radio station we landed on. And that was our first night. Yeah. But I think back on, yeah, on that experience and we talk about it to my parents now. So I think we moved maybe two weeks before the term started mm-hmm. and the expectation was that they would just, like, go into that, like, day one. Um, and, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was yeah. a shock. I remember because we also walked ourselves to school and back that day because the parents, there were work we're going in it was immediate immediately immediately and I remember even like that first day like it was like me and my sister had a fight because I was like no we're being picked up and so he's like no we're not we're walking I'm like no but it's like our first day and like (laughs) what they were at work and I was like no but (laughs) and then she's like I'm walking see ya and then I ended up walking (laughs) um but yeah it was like just like a deep dive into all of it 
Um, and I think going to that school, like Chatswood was diverse, but there weren't many mm. black people. Mm. Um, and I, the only other black person at the school was like my mum's friend that had also moved at the same time to work um, in nursing at the same time. And she had a kid, um, a guy who was, I think, in my grade as well. And it was us two. Wow. Um, yeah. So fascinating. So fascinating. I that, imagine it would have been like, you would have had a lot of responsibility on you as well as the oldest child, I guess, in a way to just be the oldest and be there for your little sisters and know what's going on, like lead the way, but you also don't know the way. So you're just like, don't know the way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember these are things that I also forget. And like me and my sister, my mom have also talked about it recently. Like as I was sort of trying to make friends and stuff like that, um because Talitha was also going to the same school but she was a year younger and there weren't any other black kids in her year and um when I sort of started making friends she still didn't oh god yeah the story she I'm like again that's a trauma um where like her um buddy for when she came to school didn't want to be her buddy because she was black and and that like they were like talking openly about this because yeah no she's like dark she's got skin like poo I don't want to and she remembers um her teacher that would have been like year two her year two teacher after lunch because I think at lunchtime Talika was just like walking around by herself and then the teacher was like what's going on she's like my buddy said they didn't want to be after lunch that year two teacher gave the whole class like a whole talking to and was like, not, not on my watch, not today. This is not on. Yeah. Um, and my sisters then talked about like how um, she's studying psychology, like how those sort of like early formative experiences generally around experiencing something and telling an adult how they um, inform how supported and listened to you feel and that how that then feeds into your coping mechanism as you grow up. If as a child, you learn that if I tell someone about a thing that's going on and I'm listened to, believed and something is done about it, you're more likely to then have that belief in yourself when Mm -hmm. things do go wrong, you're not going to self gaslight or be like, well, there's nothing's going to happen or it's just, yeah, those sort of, like, the narratives that we learn. I guess, yeah, it's just learning. I'm like, mm. well, so that is a bad thing. I was right to feel that that was bad. And I can tell someone who can then fix that. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, particularly around, like, these sort of, like, traumas and, like, identities don't get that. And then it just becomes a thing of, like, well, yeah, the only, oh. yeah, the only, you have to be independent, you have to be strong because who who else is? gonna do that it was really interesting because like for me like when I came there was like there was this kid I was like yeah I was in year three and went on an excursion um bless and I also had a crush on him bless um (laughs) and I went on this excursion I think it was to the zoo or something and then we came back and then I don't know what had happened but we were in some sort of conversation um and then the he then started this joke which then carries throughout the school of like oh why are you here the zoo's back that way and this was like the whole the whole yeah and even though it was like out loud in public I that experience of like a grown-up being like no didn't happen for me 
And so it was just in a, okay, cool. Laugh it off. <laughs> Make it a joke. Let's just keep it moving. Mm. And being like, okay, well, yeah, how that then informs how you then, like, learn how to yeah. navigate these things that seem to just always happen yeah. in one way or another. Isn't that crazy? Just the racism that we endure as children. Mm. By other children. So treated by other children. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And I remember when I was in uni, I went to UNSW. I tried to for like a semester and a half. Did you do psychology? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, And performance and theatrical studies. Because I was like, no, I still want to be an actor. I know it's a backup course. And then I (laughs) left it all. Um, And then, yeah, walking down the main walkway of UNSW, um, I walked past him. He was walking (gasps) the opposite direction. And like, I haven't seen this man since I was in year three. But oh, I yeah. saw this grown ass man. I was like, that's you. He did not recognize me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. That was probably like like a non-thing. That was just like joke, joke, joke times, fun times, banter, banter for you. And you went on with your life and it's chill and it's calm. But for me, yes. for me, your face is like here and here. And I can't like, what? What is that? 20 like 15 years later I'm like yeah. it's you wild that is so wild, wild. yeah the impact and like that do it I bring it us. up yeah yeah and do I bring it up hey so um when we were in year eight no not year eight year five <laughs> year three year three you said I was eight you were eight you said some things care to apologize yeah who he are you have no idea he'd have no idea no clue which no is clue equally as terrifying do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you studied psychology you saying before your mum is a nurse mm-hmm. and your dad so I was an engineer an engineer Jeez, um, yeah I think I look for all my life I've just been like yeah telecoms I honestly it's like that thing like my dad leaves and then he works somewhere and then he, and comes, he comes back, back. yeah and then it comes back. Um, my mum has been a nurse for like a long time and then worked in like uh, prenatal care um, yeah. with like premature babies and stuff like that. And now she sort of works in like management which is really yeah. different like, as well from like how we grew up and how my, my two younger siblings have like experienced the parents being home in that yeah. mum was always working shift work when we were kids. But now she has weekends off. Like, yeah. that's just a thing. Like, mums at home on weekends is a thing that my younger siblings are, like, growing up with. And so now she's sort of in, like, management um, of essentially, like, the health district over the bridge, north of the bridge. And kind of my understanding of it is, like, when things happen in hospital, in the hospital network that shouldn't happen, um, she then does investigations of, like, okay, what are the processes and stuff that either went actioned or that I'm missing that meant this happened yeah what do we need to do what are the trainings what are the things do it yeah so that's a job I think <laughs> you sold I me I believe you I yeah that's her job yeah well, your parents mm-hmm. have these quite traditional like clear-cut career paths and you're in the creative industries why did you choose a creative industries with that, did they have a freak out when you were like, I want to be an actor? Or oh, they... absolutely. I was saying I want to be an actor since like year nine. And, were, and I was like, I'm picking it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm picking it for like my school certificate subjects. And they're like, <laughs> because like, yeah, we were having this, so what do you want to do with your life conversations when I was in like year eight, year seven, year yeah. eight. I was the, the 
pressure put on the year nine and 10 subjects was like, and you're planning what you're doing forever as a what 14 year old. So, and I was like, too much, way too much. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, when I was like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do drama. And they're like, (laughs) um, and then I think when I chose it for HSC was like, hang on, wait, is this like an actual thing? Then, then from there, that's when the like backup, you need to have a backup conversations. It, it was like a source of like a lot of fights and arguments. Cause I was always like, why don't you trust me? Why don't you have faith in me? I'll be successful. Why, if, why do you think I need a backup? Do you think I'm not going to make it? Um, and like, it t- took me a while to be like, no, I, like, I, I get it. Like in hindsight, I'm like, I get it. You're, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you, yeah, you need to be able to look after yourself. Totally. One way or another. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting, like now talking to my mum. Um, um, and especially, it's that thing as well, like remembering your parents are humans and like they were also learning and no yeah. one told them. And like being the oldest and mm-hmm. more in like trying or having these conversations for the first time with me. Um, and yeah, that sort of thing of like, yeah, talking to my mum and she's like, um now that it's like it's somewhat working itself out um that she's like yeah she's like I always think about those years and like what the impact on like our interpersonal relationship was of making like your career choice Mm. a sore point like if there was a way and like yeah seeing how yeah her learning and like my parents learning and shifting and going and stuff like that um to be like yeah if you're happy and you're doing what you want that is and I was like what that's what my white friends always said their parents said I didn't know that was possible (laughs) what if you're happy we're here to support you with what you want to do yeah um yeah because yeah it was that thing of like um yeah like what is like in terms of the relationship between the two humans or the three humans what what yeah, is us forcing you to do a like a nine to five job mm. and giving you security? Is that gonna make you happy? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like we did. Me and my mum did this like artist on their mum's chat a couple of years ago. Oh, at the library. Really. Or yeah. Yeah. The big library. Yeah, the, the, li- um, the national Commons? customs 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 house. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Circular key one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was the first time I remember when like that was pitched to me. I was like, I'll ask. But my, I was like, I feel like I'm going to say no because they're generally not those types of people. And I was just pitched it to my mum and she's like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah. And that was a really interesting experience to kind of, for her to be in my world and she talked about it like afterwards you're just kind of being like oh this is this is what your world's like this is yeah and it like putting it like yeah putting in the effort to be like okay let's see what that environment is like because usually most of their engagement is like when they come and see my shows yeah. and stuff like that and so yeah doing that thing and like having the conversation she had a hoot she had so many fans. People loved oh, her. And just watching that. her, like, working a room. And she's like, <laughs> And then she was saying as well, after that, she was like, when people Google her, that video was coming up before her LinkedIn. And she's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not this public person. I'm not this public person. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm helping your SEO, mum. It's fine. It's fine. It's about reach conversion. She's got a profile now. She's got a profile. She's got a profile. She's got a public profile. Exactly. That would have yeah. been so good for her, though, as well, to see you in your kind of workspace and see mm-hmm. that you're respected and listened to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And make like, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, more blessings, actually. Like, she's not... She's not just mopping the stage, you know. She's 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 out there. She's on the stage. Mm-hmm. She's doing it, mm-hmm. and that probably would have yeah. subsided a lot of their fears because that's what it is. Really, parents are just scared that you're gonna be just desperate and homeless, and they just mm-hmm. don't want that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so. yeah. They they want better. They want they security. Want yeah 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 all this they want you to have the things that they fought for that they Literally. spent most of their lives being like okay we did the home ownership thing so like do you like go from here and up no yes. yeah yeah exactly oh my god yes oh so many so many parental chats that are coming into <laughs> my mind right now like yeah. oh, red flags. And, me, and then me i'm like what if i just rent forever what yeah the, what yeah it's like I've got a car Very I could much. sleep in there if I needed like mm-hmm. I could invest all my money into this crazy project they're like no yeah be smart about mm-hmm. it Aisha <laughs> let's talk yeah. about Folk Magazine mm-hmm. which is a publication that you started independent arts and culture publication which showcases artists of color and their work why did you choose a magazine form was that something that you'd always wanted to do were you a big consumer of magazines do you just mm. like the, like print as a form um when I initially started it 2016 I was living out of home I was just on a laptop and I was like I think bless her oh geez um I was coming across a lot of because it initially started as like a directory mm-hmm. because I was just coming across because geez louise I think caveat, I'll caveat this. I think I found I was able to, I found myself in a position to speak back to power mm-hmm. much younger because like in that first year out of high school when I was doing like indie theatre and stuff like that, like I met Candy Bowers and mm-hmm. clued into conversations or just saw people calling things out and their careers not ending. Mm-hmm. So, like at a relative of a young age because I think that was like the prime like yeah the primary concern of like well you you call the things out and then you'll never work mm-hmm. um and yeah from there I was like when I was sort of doing that more I was like coming up, up against the same sort of excuses of I don't know any they're just not that many where are they blah blah blah, blah. and then like yeah the thought was like someone just needs to then like make a book make a showcasty mm-hmm. type thing make a list and then then they won't then they won't have an excuse Literally. i then since learned they will always always have they, an excuse. that's they're creative in that avenue um and it's not the lack of lists it's not no, it's not not because a directory doesn't exist um spoiler <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so yeah initially started as a directory and was doing like managing building updating that directory for a good year and then I was like this is not sustainable this is a lot of work for me yeah um 
Um, but I think from having that direct, like doing that work of building that directory across disciplines, it's then meant now my, my world, my arts world is bigger or I am aware of a lot more people across different forms than I might otherwise have been if it had just started as a magazine just because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, no, I know I know your face from looking up your headshot four years ago and looking at yeah. your, like I did that sort of work. And then, yeah, when I was like, this is not sustainable. And also, yeah, the directory isn't the answer. Um, it's just institutions and people in power taking active responsibility of doing, mm-hmm. like, actually, actually me managing a directory unpaid yeah. um, is not shifting the necessary power dynamics to actually achieve yeah. long-term sustainable change. Um, and so I was like, okay, so these artists exist. What's another avenue that is more empowering and um, has more agency attached to it that you can raise awareness, you can champion artists of colour? And that was then the pivot to then a publication to then cover those artists, speak to those artists, review those artists, buy artists, like mm-hmm. creating a platform for yeah, folks of colour to speak to about with other artists of colour. And so that started off online. And then I wanted to do a print as a sort of like zeitgeist capture moment mm-hmm. um, to the digital platform, which was sort of like constantly ongoing to kind of be like, this is sort of, kind of broader brushstroke quasi summary of 2016 or 2018 um the conversations that are sort of happening in Mm -hmm. those different spaces and the sort of artists that are around and yeah that's when I decided to go to print didn't know much about print I think that's also a big part of like most of the magazine was when I was like oh yeah I'll, I'll do a magazine and then like the first thing I did was like how to start a magazine, yeah. how to build a magazine. Yeah, literally. I, in design alternatives. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just a lot of just like, I want to do this thing. And so whatever, what are the self-upskilling things? Because I'm going to do it myself, obviously. Yeah. God. Yeah, doing sort of a print publication has been really exciting as well. And sort of like working with artists or hearing from artists who for a lot of the time, this is like their first publishing outcome, which oftentimes doesn't make sense to me and I even like with the most recent issue I'm still shocked that people send stuff to us like people are like I'm like this is amazing I'm like I don't know why I think (laughs) people would send like not good stuff but I'm always like no but this is like good why did you send it to us like this is and also like why hasn't this had the opportunity to be anywhere else like yeah yeah and just like yeah being able to work with artists in that way and I think with that with the second issue as well because was able to get OzCo funding for the second issue the first one was self-funded oh because I, I was yeah. always like yeah because I was like no it's like also structurally if I'm gonna do this work I'm gonna be able to pay people I ain't pay myself but that's different yeah. it's fine <laughs> um but then yeah the second issue I was like my bank account's not set up like that because I think mm. I had I was working at, at Apple at that time um and then yeah this second issue I was like not working at Apple I'm pay I'm able to cover my bills through what's money but I'm not I don't have that type of money mm. so we're able to get Oz co which was great 
and meant we were able to pay more people and pay them more, like better, and work with artists and was able to also then get a team of people around, which I think I'm trying to be better at of not having to learn everything or not telling myself I have to learn how to do everything Um, and being like, no, there are people who are good at that. Let them do that or find the people to, yeah, build that team because it's also if it is going to go beyond me or to mm-hmm. impact more people, I only have 24 hours in a day and two hands and a set amount of skills, a set amount of strength as well and mm-hmm. interests. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. <laughs> yeah, that was like a really steep learning curve of them. Like, oh, there's a team. Oh, managing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, these are skills I don't have. <laughs> how do you, yeah, how, how do you communicate vision? How do you hold space? How do you allow people to do what they need to do? Yeah, it can um, be so hard to delegate though, you know, especially when that's your baby, you know, you've nurtured it from the ground up and it can be quite frightening. Even when you know the people you're working with are amazing, you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. is everyone going to be okay if I leave the room for a minute? like yeah mom I'm fine yeah I'm fine I'm actually fine yeah Yeah, very much that and yeah I'm definitely still on that journey and I don't yeah maybe it's a theme that I'll like forever work on um I think yeah also as I sort of create more things and I think that happened as I sort of started doing more screen work of like or even like writing for theatre that it is very much creating a playground for other people to step in um and try to be better and more okay and at peace and I like enjoying that process of like here now yeah and even that thing of like when we're making something and being like wait we this is self-deprecating but always the language I use I'm like wait I fooled people to you to give me how much money like wait <laughs> wait and always I'm just like wait what's the total but yeah just very and that thing of like okay so if currently if I'm like okay if I've duped this many people to give me this much money let the people play now like I'm just a conduit to allow I don't know 10 20 x however many 30 50 artists to be able to do their thing because you can't do both you can't can't design the project manage it produce it and deliver it you just end up a puddle of tears on the floor it's too much yeah Especially when, you know, there's already so much pressure as an artist of colour, I think, like, there's all these kind of extra expectations that are thrown onto us, which is really unfair. Mm -hmm. And you've touched on this Mm -hmm. earlier in the chat, just talking about, you know, you voicing your opinions and seeing people in the industry as well doing that and and calling out the wrongdoings in the industry. What was that like for you when you first did it? I guess, on a public platform, whether that's like Twitter or, you know, Facebook post or whatever. Was that something that you were like, I really am nervous about doing this? Or you're just like, nah, I need to say, I need to say the truth. I'm going to drop some bars right now. Like this is happening. Mm -hmm. I think I've been scared. Mm. Um, Pretty much, I think every time until maybe in the last year, year and a half, I think definitely until I reached a point where I was like, oh, I have a certain degree. And I think it's also that it's the tiptoe that we have to do where it's like, I've done the work or I've adequate networks 
positive relationships, Mm -hmm. access and privilege to make my own work Mm -hmm. outcomes. Like I can generate one way or another my own employment. Yes. So much so that I, like, like I, if I do piss off some ADs, I'm not going to be broke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, which takes a long time. And I, I think it's also been a thing of, yeah, understanding a lot of people aren't in that place. And it is, and because I walk across so many different mediums, that means, yeah, my, in girl boss language, my um, streams of income yes. are diverse. Yes. So it then means I can, I can weather a bit more. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't have that because generally we're not set up to do that. We're not allowed to flourish or to even um, enjoy security in mm. any of the spaces that we're in. We're there via like limited term invitation. And so, and you, yeah, the, the level of security that's required to challenge any system is not something that's given i think definitely oh yeah only in the last like two-ish years i've been like oh actually i'll tag them yes oh my god i was gonna <laughs> ask you about that yes because i was like this this, <laughs> this girl out here just at, adding people my front and center like, not even sub no just like hey you uh, uh, uh i love that you. but but is that you. i mean for example i remember was it last year? I don't know. Everything meshes into one. The Josh Thomas thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. No. I was like, get it, get it, sis. Like, but that, that's big. Cause we know he's, he's big on the internet and you know, he's around, mm. but yeah. someone had to do it. Yeah. It was, yeah. Last year was a doozy. And I think um, a lot of that has fed into me trying this year and I think probably end of last year as well trying to be like I think it was an elements when the lives started mattering and all that stuff mm. the pressure to have opinions when people wanted me to have opinions and to have hot takes on other people's timelines mm. and I was and I remember just being like no like I'm I'm acutely exhausted right now so yes. like this is the worst time to ask for a think piece from me or yes. to ask me to do a thread and I yeah I definitely felt a sense that I was like not pe- meeting people's expectations by just like here's a TikTok mm. fun fun things and it's also a thing of like I remember even thinking I'm like um yeah I think oh geez probably by like a month over time I was like mm, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't think, and I think it's also the thing of like, even being like, oh, not even act, like actively choosing to not be conscious or proactive in staying up to date was a thing, like a choice that I made. But then I was like, I'm, I'm always going to know. Like, yeah. I, I, I always know something, someone will send me the thing someone will talk like it'll it'll be in my realm of existence without me checking the guardian app every mm-hmm. morning yeah um 
I will know about the things. Um, and that is also the same with like whatever hot mess that's happening in the industry. Someone will tell me. Yeah. And either they will be wanting me to do something. Um, or Which is kind of like, like, can they do something? Are they going to pay you a fee to do the thing? Whatever that thing yeah. Is? And it's such a, it's a difficult thing because I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm also very aware that because of all the adding, I've somewhat positioned myself or I am perceived as the strong person who yeah. also has the privilege to be able to say the things and weather them yeah. and other people don't. And so yeah. there is a degree of responsibility that comes with that. But then I'm also like, maybe there should be more of us in this mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the, the how we should try and yeah, distribute that power as opposed to just me. Um, because I'm I'm also, yeah, I want days off. Of course, and you're one person and you're tired and like being black in this country is exhausting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just exhausting day to day. So let, let yourself have a little bit of space and time, but it's hard Mm because like, I like I'm angry at a lot of people a lot of times and I don't really at people or tag them. Although I did, I have in the past tagged a lot, Scott Morrison, but then I ended up blocking him. So. I can't do that anymore. (laughs) But I'm also this, like, Mm -hmm. I feel in terms of my own capacity, emotionally and mentally, like, I can't get into arguments with people on the internet because I just, like, emotionally and mentally, I just get so mad and then so sad. And I'm like, wow, this has just ruined my whole week. So I just Mm -hmm. can't do it. So, like, it does take take strength to, to do it and it's not just as well. It's not like, it's not a petty thing. You know how some people get really like, that's bullying. Um, you can't bully someone. It's like, well, no, if someone's racist and you call them out, that's mm-hmm, acknowledging that's their racism. It's mm-hmm. not bullying, you know? Yeah. And I think actually I might redraft. I think the last time I was offended yes. was when someone was talking, cause I think I was talking about like, I'm, I think for me and self-preservation, I'm doing less of like jumping into like comment thread arguments and stuff like that and they came back with yeah I've always thought like wow you're you're like professionally angry like is this like your job and I remember being like oh oh that's a gross misinterpretation of what was happening there I'm not doing this for fun I know honey no No. you're not giving what you're supposed to have gave sweetie um no yeah like I'm like this isn't it's a job in that it's a task and it's and you're not doing it and the people that should be doing it aren't doing it and that's why I'm doing it yeah kind of like you're like a professional opinion have or no like it's associated with my brand Mm. because it's a thing that I've had to do not Mm. because I'm like oh this is how I'm gonna find yes. my corner of the yes. industry is being this person yes no I would yeah. rather not yeah it gets exhausting it gets so exhausting and then you also then have the internal conflict that you're then dealing with when you decide to take a step back prioritizing rest is a necessary part of the work trademark mm-hmm. um us burning ourselves out because the people that have the resources and the energy and the structural support to be doing this work aren't mm-hmm. is not is not it. It is not our ancestors' wildest dreams no. for us 
to be here like practicing rebuttal comments to yeah. a wall it is not it and so it's also like a thing of like passing the baton and like sharing the weight of like other people can do because it's all it's still something that needs to be done it can't be left or oh, unchecked but other people yeah stepping away from that space maybe means other people then step in hopefully and hopefully before they burn out someone else comes in and shares that weight and that mm. type of thing mm. but yeah that's a lot and I was even thinking Ruth like during rehearsals of like that Josh Thomas thing because <laughs> I remember after that um friends of mine would send me things to unearth like to oh, bring like, up to expose people to be like oh, to God, expose this, people you should share it and like you should and I was like this feels it's not gossip girl I'm not a I am not pretty liars I am not she yeah it it felt very dehumanizing in Mm -hmm. like oh you're just like a a megaphone let's just put it in and then it'll come out and then it'll go viral and then it'll be a thing still very much aware of it of people perceiving or describing me as or how they describe their relationships with me is fear-based of people being afraid of me or afraid of being wrong wrong quotation marks around me or like saying the wrong thing or more blessing thinking they're problematic or like more blessing has the power to cancel me or like Mm. that stuff I don't know if it's part of a layer of the way people understand what they're saying in like, no, like they're, can you like sit down and interrogate why like a darker skinned black woman is a scary thing to you? Why a fear of you being held accountable is now being translated to being, to me being a scary entity. And then that also then means, it also then means they're putting me into a position of policing, Mm, which I don't care to do. I it's not, that's not the game. No, no, no. ACAP. Yeah, you make, yeah, it's making me fulfill a role I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in. And that is very one dimensional and assumes that I know what is right all the time. And then means that then there's this pressure of me to present some sense of knowing what the answers are all the mm-hmm. time for your set of specific, very nuanced, complicated mm-hmm. contexts about this thing that you experienced or that it like no I'm not the arbiter I can I should also be allowed to not know things yeah I should also be allowed to learn um to get things wrong I want to make a public apology one day damn like (laughs) (laughs) that's the dream dark mode like yeah (laughs) yes vertical I want to I want to pull the tears like Give me, let me do that. Let, yeah. let me, yeah, let me fuck up. Lol, imagine, imagine them letting us fuck up in, on, on public. No, darling, that's, in, yeah, no, we'll be dead. No. Yeah, it's not happening. It, that's no. Not. <laughs> if we fuck Never up, that's it. We're, we're, we're down, buried deep, yeah. deep, deep down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody. If, After otherwise, us, you know, yeah. they will know. They'll... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
So speaking of, you know, burnout and rehearsals and roles, you're currently rehearsing mm-hmm. for a play at the moment, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see. It's called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. I want to ask you some silly questions. So yeah. what, how would you describe the play in five words or less? Hilarious. Yeah. Held. Yeah. The feeling of being held. Gut-wrenching. Mm. And now. Very good. I feel mm-hmm. like very intrigued by the combination of those words. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm hooked already. Mm-hmm. I'm already hooked. Yeah. Does Kylie Jenner get killed in this play or is that a spoiler? Do you kill her? It's a spoiler. Um, I seven times we kill her seven times. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I think everybody should, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's been such a fascinating thing. Um, I like, I think because I'm also like co-producing like the community engagement arm of the project. So for like a month before rehearsal started, I was just in Zooms with like there was like six black women just talking about how we're going to make sure we either take the show to the people or bring the people to the show and the people being black women. Mm -hmm. And so for so long, my understanding of this show and going into rehearsals has been, this is the audience. This is who we're talking to. Um, Once the press sort of started around it, I like, that was the first, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. There is like other people (laughs) that like, (laughs) Forgot about them. Are around. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh lol. Um, I just figured you just keep scrolling if you if it wasn't like I feel like you see the title Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner and you either click the link, yeah, or you start typing out like a your like if if it's not your vibe, keep moving. Yeah. I'm totally. not I don't want this. It either gets you or it doesn't. Same as I see fucking Virginia Woolf and I keep scrolling like yes, it's yes. okay it's okay it's not for you learn you need to learn how how to be in a space for things that are not for you mm. I think more people white people need to understand the experience of things not being for you god can you imagine history would be so different so different oh if they god. were just like I guess it's not for me I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not mine. Whoops, my bad, sorry. Like imagine. Yeah. Wow. Imagine. Um yeah, like geez. I did like a series because I think they've been going for a couple of days. Like I first started doing this little like game on my Insta story of like asking people to guess which comments had been left by IRL people under the show and which comments were in the show because so many IRL comments were pretty much already in the show and I'm like team like come on you are not original you are so predictable people being like um this is actually this is actually so inappropriate especially with what's happening in Canberra especially with what's happening in Canberra Canberra." and I was like oh my god I can't what makes no sense what do you mean what do you mean who do you think structurally bears the most brunt for violence against women sexual physical like psychological who do you think structurally do you think do you think the black woman who wrote this show doesn't know that do you think the women of color on this team don't know that 
the audacity it's the um actually um president obama follows me on twitter so i feel Does like actually I, not me but this is the commenter the commenter oh, being like oh. this is actually this is like this is not black excellence this isn't pro-black um because i think i would know because president obama follows me on twitter okay well have you seen the show have you have you seen the life? show <laughs> no nah, it's just violent 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 it's not okay even if it the way people will cape for a whole billionaire for free for free she's not even paying you you're yes. here on your own time i wow. i can't i cannot it's yeah it's even that thing of like do you understand the power dynamics of the conversation you're engaging in right now where like a team of like women of color in australia paid on what equity whatever yes. that is and we're talking about a literal billionaire Literally. in america yeah who capitalizes of her proximity to blackness. Say it with your chest. I'm like, it's the expector lawsuit. And I'm like, Chris Jenner knows this place. Play exists. Come on, come on. Like, um, when we'd first announced the show for like Belvoir 2020, like the week we announced it was when Rise and Shine happened. <laughs> I forgot about that. Tell me that wasn't scheduled. Tell me that wasn't scheduled because this time when we announce it at Darlinghurst, Kylie's out here not paying, like paying $5,000 towards right. her yes. makeup artist GoFundMe. I'm like, no, Chris Jenner knows and Chris Jenner is helping us. Chris Jenner's like, I know y'all haven't seen Kylie in the news for like, what, two years? Let's bring her back because we want to support this show. Chris is on our side. Chris is on our side, you know. From one businesswoman to another, she is... Go boss, go boss. Have you ever actually watched The Kardashians? I only watched... No, I only watched, like, snippet videos. Like, that video, was it last year, when Chloe and... Not Chloe, Kylie and Courtney fought. Oh, I think that was Kim and And there was, like, a... Was there, like, Kim, country? sorry, yeah, Kim... They were punching and someone yeah. was wearing blue. And I yeah. just watched it because there were so many remakes of people like using bro- brooms as like stand-in characters. <laughs> and I was like, I'm hooked. Show it's me all more. It's all for the memes. Yeah. It's all for the memes. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And what do you um, actually what do you actually think of the Kardashian Jenner situation, family, cult? I've never know. heard of her. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know her. I've never heard of her. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I've heard millions have it. Um, on, uh, God. I know, it's, um, a bit of a, it's like a, it's a trick it's question because a like, how many essays do you want to write on this? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. many. It's such a joint, it's a, such a collective project um, that they've all sort of embarked on. Um, like, Thinking of them, I will leave like my little musings on them and be like, honestly, maybe Scott was the best best person there. Like maybe actually Scott wasn't even that bad. Actually, maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's yeah. It's such a like I haven't like I came across this Twitter thread a while ago, which is just like it's by this black person and it's just like a thread celebrating our black queen kim kardashian sparkle emoji (laughs) 
and it's just like it's her in like cornrows and it's just like can't wait for her to drop her protective star routine like yes queen yes and it's it's like it's like two photos kim when she's like kim during pandemic when like her tan um dissolved next to kim in like the darkest fake tan ever in like a neon yellow wig and it's just like and they say dark-skinned girls can't wear bright colors please like that's the whole thread i'm just like oh it's it's such a project and i'm just like when did it begin because i don't did you see the paris hilton doco i did the one that's on on youtube YouTube? yeah 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 that one um and seeing kim with Paris there. I'm like, what happened to 2K's Kim between yes. 2001's twos to like 20? What happened there? Something huge because it's two different people. Because I, I, I don't know, is this giving them too much influence or is it enough? I don't think the cultural black fishing just imbued in the way that society western society is Mm. would be where it is without the kardashian jenner family i don't think we would be at at um hourglass everyone wants like and like i was watching this tiktok is where i spend most of my life now um where this person she's like a film student and they were talking about what like talking about what happened between Early 2Ks, Kira Knightley at a, at a shop being like, does my butt look big in this? Yeah. And big butts not being a thing. What happened between the right answer to does my butt look big in this being no. No. To, to this. What happened? Because it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, we've now learned to value a diverse range of bodies and um, no. actually black femininity and black womanhood and black bodies. Are val- that's not what happened. Like, that, that wasn't the, the mm, arc that, that we went happened. on to get to here. And was it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if it was just There's a lot of questions and there are, there are no questions. answers. But there's no. some... There's some big um, arrows pointing in their direction, really. Mm-hmm. Big arrows. You arrows. can't, yeah. Yeah. I might right. not be right, but I'm it's, not wrong. But, yeah, exactly. And yeah. allegedly, apparently, supposedly, hey, Chris Jenner, if you're listening, love you so much. You are probably the world's best businesswoman and we'll not yeah. lay that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last question I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. do you have a do try this at home recommendation for the listeners? Oh, um, hmm. I have been. I have been enjoying my house planting. I'm, a, I'm a plant mom now. Are you? Um, Good for you. I can see one yeah. in the background, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's Monica. Gorge. Um, she is developing great roots. Um, <laughs> I've been enjoying house planting. Like Wednesday mornings are plant day. Yeah. And it's probably been like my best, my most favorite routine. Um, cause it's just sort of like, I get so excited when I get a new leaf. It's just like a moment. I'm yeah. like, thank you. Like you didn't have to do that, but you did. Um, and just that thing of like checking in every Wednesday, changing the water, watering them and checking in and just being like, things take time. Yeah. Like, and it's just been like a nice, like, Oh, life. 
that's not deadlines and working and all that stuff. Um, I've been enjoying that. And then the only other thing would be, what's it called? Is that series? I might be, no, that's, that's the block. Um, <laughs> it is like oven baking clay or oven setting. Oh, I think I've seen this on clay. Flex's stories. Mm-hmm. It is a hoot. What um, is it? Is it like, what is it? You like make a thing and you put it in the, I'm confused. You put it in the oven. Yeah. Instead of going to like find a kiln or something like that, you, once you've made your thing, you put it in the oven and then it comes out rock hard. I need this um, in my life. Where do you buy it from? It's so good. Um, Linkraft, um, Riot, Riot, Riot? Riot. Yeah. Yeah. Riot. That makes sense. Cause it's yeah, English. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, a lot of Riot. words in English don't make um, sense. So yeah. Um, it's the best because I've also found, yeah, doing like pottery and clay work. That's like my new hobby. Once I find like a course that I can do yeah. that also might, like works around my schedule. Um, because like the making the thing with your hands is a very, like a great tactile yeah. thing to do um, that I've enjoyed because I can't be thinking about my emails and other things while yes. doing it. Um, because I'm like focused on this and making the shape and all that stuff Um, and then being able to be like I made a thing that's like tangible instead of I made like four I wrote four extra pages in my working draft yeah Um, it's a nice like oh I did a thing Um, this is this was my first one it's a little oh my god I love it oh my god you've inspired me I'm gonna do it yeah yeah it's so fun yeah even making yeah making things that I was like I will use this. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of No Offense, but I have put all the information that you need to buy tickets to Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner in the show notes. You'll also find more blessings information there, my information there. And don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share. And also, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, send me a DM, slide into my DMs, send me an email even, send me a carry pigeon. There's many options and I'm always so excited to hear from you. Thanks so much for spending time with us and I will see you next week. Bye.